0: Today's podcast is brought to you by G3 Conference 2018. Right now, if you go and register for the conference and use the code BAR, you get $40 off of your registration. You don't want to miss this conference located in Atlanta, Georgia, from January the 17th through the 20th with great speakers such as Stephen Lawson, Vody Bakum and many more. Go now and register. Don't forget, use the code BAR for $40 off. Enjoy the bar. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome, everybody, to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. So excited to be here one more again, one more Tuesday. And uh, first, man, I want to just shout out my listeners, man. You guys are awesome. I appreciate all the love and the, the inboxes, man, and just keep sending them. Um, and and this month. Uh, which is September. It's not September technically, but we're recording in August. But this month, um, I really want to push you guys to uh, make sure you share the content, make sure you, you subscribe, and uh, those things are very beneficial to the bar. And today, I uh, have a special guest. actually been trying to get him on for a while. Um, we were able to finally uh, navigate our schedules in the right direction, and uh, so happy to bring you uh Mr. Pat from Banner of Truth. How are you, sir? Doing well, Dwayne. How are you doing? Oh uh, man, I'm doing great, man. So glad to to finally get you on and and uh so we could talk about some stuff, man, and and it's been a long time coming. Yeah, it's good to be here. So, I, I
1: think you your listeners might be getting a little too excited though cuz you make it sound like you've got this, you know, great A-list interview guy when you've been trying to get hold of him for a long time, but you know, <laughs> I have never heard of so
0: Sorry hey man! <clears throat> oh nah man, nah man. Banner for truth. I'm telling you, everybody, everybody rock with them, man. If they don't, they're gonna start after this podcast, man. And the thing about the <laughs> bar, man, is we, we, we have you know we have Stephen Lawson, man, but we have local pass spotlight every month, man. Like we don't yeah. see respect to purpose and Pat. You get the same accolades and and same hype music as everybody oh, else, man. Because uh, yeah, hype music, we, we're definitely. all. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're all uh you know, we're we're all guys 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 uh kids, man, and Imago Day for sure. So I celebrate everybody, Pat. So you're right at home, brother. Let's get started. Uh first thing I always like to ask my guests to uh tell the audience, uh just a brief background about yourself. Um, you know, uh anything you want to share personal or professional, um, you have the floor right now to do so.
1: Okay, sure. Yeah, I can tell you a little bit of how I came to faith, if that's okay. Um, oh, that's perfect. I was raised, that's good, okay. I was raised Roman Catholic um, in southwestern Ontario, Canada, so I'm Canadian. And I was raised in a Roman Catholic home, had a great family upbringing, but I didn't know the Lord um, until I went to university, which is the first time I ever met Christians or evangelical believers. And um, I thought I believed the same things that they did, but I just held to a different view about Mary and the saints. But I, I learned after I started to study the Bible with them that they held to a lot of different views that I didn't. And as we searched the Scriptures together, um, which as a Catholic I thought, you know, we were Bible people, Catholic. So let's yeah, let's search the Scriptures together. As I did it, I started to discover different doctrines and beliefs that I didn't hold to, but seemed to be so clearly explained in the Bible. That I didn't really know what to do and uh, as these believers witnessed to me and just hung out with me I was just impressed by their genuineness and their friendliness and their warmth and I could just see that they had something that I didn't and so as the Lord was working in my heart and as I was just benefiting from these Bible studies the Lord saved me and became a believer Um, not too long after that I met a reformed girl uh who mm. was you know catechized for when she was, you know, knee high to a grass grasshopper. So she was just <laughs> a smart, beautiful Reformed Presbyterian girl who, um, I met and I really started to, you know, fall for her, but then we started to study more and I, I kinda became uh accustomed to the doctrines of grace and I grew in my faith and eventually I met her dad who discipled me a lot, who's a reformed pastor up in Canada. And yeah, so I grew in grew my faith up in Canada, and then I went to seminary for two years in South Carolina, actually in Taylor, South Carolina, which Dwayne is oh, not very man. far from where you're from. Yeah, Greenville Presbyterian. No, I know exactly where it is. Yes, I know exactly where it is. Two year, Yeah, yeah. So we, who knows, we probably you know drove by each other, Dwayne. We didn't even know it. Um, <laughs> but I went there, did a two year MA in theology, and really loved my time there. Um, grew to love the confessions and the just rich reformed history and grew to understand the Bible better and then it was straight from Banner or straight from Greenville that I applied to the Banner Truth uh to come work for the Banner um to oversee the work here in North America. And mostly in distribution, marketing sales, um a bit of operations. So yeah, my wife and I live in Carlisle, Pennsylvania with our four children. Um oldest is five and a half youngest are we have two twins that are two and a half so we've got a five and a half four year old and two two and a half year olds oh wow that's kind of my life at a
0: <laughs> <laughs> man that that last part brother woo i have yeah. a uh i i have a seven month old and a three year old right now in my house um yeah. <laughs> there we go. so you have two two-year-olds that is amazing yeah man Twins bless you is bless different. you brother Twins is, oh man is more than twice as hard than having one <laughs> because usually you get yeah. one
1: down and then the other one screams and wakes up the other one so of course but we're kind of past though <laughs> they sleep through the night now so my wife and I are, we're doing uh, better than we were you know a
0: little while ago okay okay that that might be what's defined. been holding us up from getting together man you know the twins yeah, is messing be, yeah, up your schedule they get they get everything. <laughs> that is so cool man wow that's dope that you came down here to uh to greenville i know exactly like that's probably about 20 minutes from where i live I actually live mm-hmm. in duncan which is right outside okay. of uh taylor's man yeah so that that is so cool so um Man, you got me. I didn't know that. So this is open up a yeah, whole surprises. thing of questions in my surprises. mind. Yeah, man. Good, 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 good. So uh, I guess my first question, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I'm going to stay in the whole uh, personal for a second and then we'll get into Banner of Truth because, like I said, that Grimmel sure. thing kind of kind of caught me. Um, so what when you when you did attend, uh, were you living in the area at the time? Yeah, I lived in Taylor's. Um
1: hmm and I went to uh, Covenant OPC Church, um, Orthodox okay. Presbyterian Church uh, there in Taylor's, and really, really loved that church. The pastor there is uh, Peter Van Duetward, and mm-hmm. a good friend of mine, they kind of took us in. So I had I had one of the most wonderful seminary experiences in Greenville, because I not only did I get to go to a great seminary, but... I also lived with Pete Van dudeward and his wife and kids. They had a, they, my wife and I lived on their, we had this like shed or this like shack that was near their house mm-hmm. that we lived in. So it was like a one, <laughs> one bedroom apartment above a garage. <clears throat>
0: so
1: There's no, no relation to the shack, the book, but we y'all don't carry that. Y'all
0: don't, y'all don't carry that <laughs> I don't at <laughs> no, I've
1: never read it. Although I've read some reviews, but, um, so I would go to seminary, and then I would come home from seminary, and there would Pete would be there, and I would ask him questions about class, and uh just wow. get to witness his family and their home, and just how mm-hmm. they raise their kids in a covenant home, and just kind of experience that firsthand helped me so much. So not only did I get the great classroom oh. experience, but I would come home and kind of bounce it off of a you know experienced pastor and kind of get help from mm-hmm. him around the campfire and stuff. So. The Lord has just been so kind to me, and putting me in places where I can just really thrive theologically
0: and spiritually, Mm -hmm. and so I'm I'm indebted to Him as we all are. Wow that that is an awesome experience, man. I know people would. Man, you know, give anything to have you know that kind of experience. Um, Wow, that's amazing. How how did you like the area? This is still you know a little. I'm just just kind of playing around here. Yeah, it was very different. I mean, I'm a Canadian, so uh, the
1: south is is different. (laughs) You know, I live in the north now. I'm with the Yankees Mm -hmm. up here, and it's more like Canada, Mm -hmm. but and the south was definitely different um but it, we really liked it we loved southern culture and the just the friendliness of people kind of got used mm-hmm. to people driving really slow which took a while <laughs> like now they won't turn left on intersection or they won't go into the intersection when there's a left-hand turn they kind of just wait and those, things, yep. those little things like that but <laughs> but no we we love the people uh love the area yeah we we, we was a hard time leaving that church but yeah, it's different. It's not Canada. I mean, there's you guys struggle with different things <laughs> and we don't struggle, and um, right you know, the segregation of of you mm-hmm. can see some of that, which is just very different than where we're from, in Canada. Well, it's not, there's there's similarities like small town Canada, um, you know, there's a lot more. You know, there's not as many. It's not as multicultural, but in got gotcha. like Toronto and Mississauga and like larger cities or right. closer from. I mean, there's just you know you would. There's like Asian people and uh, Middle Eastern people and uh, Mm -hmm. you know white, black, every color, and it's there's just a lot of multiculturalism. But there's it's you know it's a little more uh, segregated in the South, which was interesting. But um, right, right, right. But we we enjoyed our time there, and we just
0: love everyone we got to meet there. So
1: yeah, miss it.
0: Good deal, man. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, man. That's 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 pretty awesome that you was able to experience that and. Get you some Southern culture in your life. So let yeah. me uh let me put my my interview hat back on, man, and, and get right. out of my my little. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Banner for Truth. Um, first, let's talk about your role there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, was the when you got hired there, were you hired at the position you are now? If not, you know, let's let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. So the U.S. office of the Banner Truth Trust, because um, we have a we have a Edinburgh office in Scotland, which is kind of our headquarters, and they take care of all the editorial, you know, author relations, dealing with new manuscripts, um, producing the book. So the paper quality, the the cover design, kind of like the creation of books, of Banner books is all mm-hmm. done by our U.K. office. And then once that book has been printed. It arrives at our doorstep here in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and then the U.S. office kind of takes it from there. So uh, it's it's my job to get Banner Books into the hands of our readers. And that mm-hmm. takes place in a, in a number of different ways. Um, you might hear from us on social media, because we've been doing some social mm-hmm. media marketing or outreach, and so people hear about our books that way. You might walk into um, you know, a Christian bookstore and you see a Banner Book. Well, we've worked with those bookstores to kind of just funnel our mm-hmm. books to them. I see it on, on online retailers like Amazon.com, WestminsterBooks.com, you know, CBD.com, ReformationHeritageBooks.com, lots of different, you know, some secular online retailers, some, some Christian online retailers. So we work with all of mm-hmm. them. Uh, we host a yearly conference, which I'm a part of that. We also have a, some other members of staff here who do a lot of the work there, um, where we have pastors from, mostly across from North America. Um, we have some who come from inter- internationally. Uh, for two and a half days to a ministers conference here up in near Pen, up in pennsylvania and uh it's mm-hmm. a wonderful simple uh brotherly conference where there's we focus on preaching prayer singing um worshiping the lord and it's just a great time um and so yeah i I was hired in this role i've continued in this role and uh it's it's definitely a blessing to kind of it's it's fun to be on the the beginning end of books. So working with the authors and editing, and mm-hmm. some people are really drawn to that. But I I really enjoy my part of it, getting to see our books get into the hands of readers and to kind of see the impact that, that nice. it has on them, and to be receiving the be on the the feedback end of that. So I get to receive the feedback from readers when I go to conferences mm-hmm. or um, or hear from people online. It's always it's a blessing to
0: be there. Gotcha wow that's cool man that's so cool so uh for those that don't know i guess of the brand or the company Hmm. uh banner of truth um which is probably a small group but who knows but um tell us i guess yeah (laughs) i'm I'm sure tell us um you know kind of a a background of the of the company you know i'm sure you you're you're uh your your uh orientation you know you went through the slides <laughs> yeah of yeah. the history so yeah yeah let let the people know that part of it that that might not know and even myself because i don't know where it comes from man i just kind of yeah, found sure. it and and, and, and yeah i'll try there. to give you
1: i mean if if you want to if i leave out anything or you're or if you're interested to learn more you can go on our website org and the about section right. Um we actually right. put together with our friends from Media Gratier, we put together a, like a three part documentary, uh video documentary. Mm-hmm. It's about twenty minutes in length and it kinda introduced you to some of our founders and a bit of the story and I'll give a little more color okay. to what I'm I'm describing now, but I can give you kind of a okay. bird's eye view if you'd like. Um yeah. So in the nineteen fifties, um some guys got together. And they were troubled that they couldn't find um some of these great Christian classics of old that they were hearing about um There's a man by the name of Ian Murray who was teaching a, was a Wednesday or a Thursday night like history class at Westminster Chapel um in London, mm-hmm. which is where Martin Lloyd Jones was the minister. I'm sure a lot of your listeners will be familiar with Lloyd Jones, one of the probably oh, one of yeah. the greatest preachers of the twentieth century so there's this young guy, this young buck Ian Murray who is teaching church history. And uh, there was one man by the name of Jack Cullum who came up to Ian after one of the classes or the story goes. And he was asking Ian, where do we get some of these books? Because Ian was referencing men like Robert Murray McShane and Andrew Bonar and George Whitefield.
0: And
1: mm-hmm. This man, Jack Cullum, wanted to know where we, where we can find these books. But you you couldn't find them because they'd fallen out of print. Or you could you'd go to libraries and find really old copies. So you can imagine if you'd found these great old books and you really wanted everyone in your church to be able to read them. Well, they just couldn't because Mm -hmm. either they were just, they just so inaccessible because they're in these giant works that, you know, a lot of people were intimidated to read or you just actually couldn't get enough copies to everyone who wanted some. And so the banner truth was formed to reprint some of these classics of old that you couldn't access anymore. And publishers at the time, um had fallen into not all of them but some of them had fallen into this this danger which all publishers have to be careful about so we only we're only publishing the things that people want or we're, we're publishing based on demand so we know mm-hmm. that because of our sin because of our you know the old man within us that often we don't want what's good for us we don't want the most spiritually right. challenging wake up calls we want easy stuff that goes down easy that you know might deal on the surface cert- deal with the surface issues, but not get to the root problem in our hearts. So, So you know, a lot of publishers saying, look, if it's not going to sell, if it doesn't have a big name pastor behind it, if it doesn't have, you know, this, if it's not dealing with this, this buzzing topical issue, you know, we're not going to touch it. Well, well, the banner has always been interested in trying to publish books that we believe people need to read, not necessarily Mm. books that people want to read. And so we were starting wow. back in the fifties to try to reprint these classics and then also print new books, but could that mm-hmm. fall in these same you know, these same guidelines of it's excellent, it's it's biblical, it's um it's obviously its theology it lines up with the confession, which we believe is the you know, the best summary of what the Bible teaches, the Westminster Confession of Faith. Um mm-hmm. and then it's our job once we've we've kinda of selected these books to kind of to market them to people and try to encourage them to take on something that they might normally not read. Uh might be a little right. more challenging or might the language might be a little bit antiquated, but actually if you get into it it's really not that hard to read and you'll find that it'll be a massive blessing to your soul. Um so that's where we were started with this kind of this we were we were discouraged by okay. what we saw and we wanted to reprint some of these classics of old that had been forgotten. And then early on at the beginning of the Banner's work, there was also a minister's conference that was hosted in the UK, which eventually came over to the United States as well. Um, We published a monthly magazine. Actually, I should probably have started with that because the very first thing that the Banner Truth did was publish a monthly magazine. And when we published Mm -hmm. it, we thought this is probably the only edition we'll ever have. But there was such good feedback (laughs) that it just kind of grew from there. And it's still in circulation today. We have 11 issues a year. And uh, you can subscribe. You know, it's it's probably the most affordable monthly magazine um, in Christendom. I don't know. So many magazines are free, so that's careful. I probably doesn't <laughs> probably can't say that, but but it really is a good right. deal.
0: You know, it's like three fifty right. an issue or something like that. So, right? Wow, man, that is so cool. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people appreciate that work um, because what something I've noticed in the quote unquote uh, reformed world is, uh, a, a draw to the classics. I mean, it's just, it's just a part of it. And, um, and I think, you know, you guys, uh, you know, doing that, bringing those, those, uh, like you said, those, those books that are kind of hard to find, uh, there's a lot of value in that man. And, and I know, I know a couple of my listeners that, that be hardcore on it. Um, guy's still helping me with my, <laughs> my reading passion <laughs> yeah. like I like it but like I like I work night shift and I got babies so it's really hard to find uh yeah, time but Jesus I'm Lord. definitely yeah yeah exactly so you know when when my kids start sleeping all night and you know I get a day shift job then I'll I'll be all yeah. on it man so that that is that is a cool uh backstory man um to that and and I guess my next question uh, as far as you know, what what are you guys looking towards? Like, what is something that that's kind of you know not not to leak anything or something that's kind of in your mind, like some goals or some 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 projects that you're you're actually working towards. Okay.
1: Um, I should say also that you know just a little bit of our backstory. We do, we did, yeah. we we started reprinting the classics, and but t- today we do publish. You know, guys who are still living. So that's kind of one of the knock on right. banners that oh we only publish dead people. Or, you know, we don't <laughs> like to deal with ro- we don't like to deal with royalties, so we don't we only publish people who aren't living. But um uh. we've just found <laughs> that we've just found that in general, you know, especially in like the seventeenth century, so you know, the Puritan mm-hmm. um, right. in England, um you you some people refer to Scott Scots Puritans as well, which you know some historians don't like that kind of language because they're not technically <laughs> puritans but they're they're of the right. same family of puritans um guys like Samuel Rutherford or later than him Andrew Barnard, and Robert Murray McShane um we've just found mm-hmm. that there's something about the way they wrote that just has such a spiritual depth to it and such insight right. into the word that you just so rarely find a modern author who can write with that same kind of depth um right. one one example is uh, i can't remember which Puritan it was. But it might be like John Owen, for example. In John Owen's works, uh you very rarely read him talking about his personal life or his personal sufferings right, or right. you know the plagues mm-hmm. that were going on in their village or you know, deaths in the family. He's just he's just simply expositing the word, he's teaching through the scriptures. Whereas today mm-hmm. in modern authors you much more it's much more likely to find lots of personal illustrations and stories to kinda of bring the point home. Right and there's a place mm-hmm. for illustrations and stories but we just find there's just so much more depth in these guys who who did who wrote so little about themselves and wrote so much mm-hmm. about Christ and so that's why their writings still have relevance today because if they right. were primarily writing about oh this is what it's like to be in 17th century England and mm-hmm. I mean a lot of that mm-hmm. wouldn't be relevant today but they're primarily it's writing about the scriptures and eternal truths. Then it's going to have more relevance. It's going to be helpful to the church until Christ returns. So um, that's right. why we get excited about those books in particular, and yeah. it helps us yeah. to escape as well. It helps us to escape the. What does C.S. Lewis say? You know, we're supposed to read old books because it's like a it's like a, a fresh sea breeze that runs through our life, and and mm. you know, people in the seventeenth century. I mean, there were there were historical things in their times that we look at today, and we think. I mean, that's how could they have believed that? Like that was so wrong. But mm-hmm. when, when we go back in time, you know, three hundred years or two hundred and fifty years, we also are confronted with viewpoints and opinions that are that kind of cast some light on our own times. And you know, we need to right, kind of get right. out of our own century in in a, in a way to try to experience mm-hmm. other Christian perspectives on the scriptures that might confront some of our misconceptions. And so that's why reading history can be really helpful, in particular. Um, yes. But yes. In terms of your questions about goals for Banner and things we're working on, uh, so my goal at Banner is to is to continue to like pass the torch onto the next generation, so that you know, young men like you and me and brothers in the church would would have mm-hmm. the same passion to read Banner books. And so there's a generation mm-hmm. of of pastors in particular, because Banner Banner books is, has always appealed in particular to pastors, but not solely to pastors. But there's a generation right. of men who have cut their teeth on banner books. And I think Mark Dever is, is an example of that. Um, Mark is, you mentioned Mark mm-hmm. earlier on. In a, a right. Talk before. But he's a guy who, you know, he loves banner books, talks all about banner books, has read more banner books than I have. Um, mm-hmm. And I want, you know, the 25-year-olds in his church to have that same passion for banner books. And so right. that's kind of one of my goals is to help the banner in the 21st century, continue to connect with the next generation of pastors, uh, missionaries, uh, laymen in the church, so that um, it's th- this this interest in Banner Books doesn't wane. Because um, I think you do have to, sometimes with our books, you do have to work at it. You do kind of need, not all of them, but some of them, you need a little push and encouragement. And uh, an older right. brother in the faith who comes along and encourages, hey, John Owen on the mortification of sin, you really got to dip dip into this book. Um, it's that mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. nudge, um, that's all people need right. sometimes. And once they're reading the material, I think they fall in love with it. So my job is to try to nudge right, right. young men and women to read our books. I guess that's my goal. Um, right. and in particular projects, we're trying to do that. Uh, we are t- always working on our website, um, working on some multimedia things, uh, that are just really early in the works right now. So can't really talk too much mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. those. You yeah, 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 yeah. We produce e-books on our website, so you can get our books electronically. Um, Bannertruths.org is the only place right now where you can purchase our e-books. Some people don't know that. Um,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're trying to always freshen up our cover design so it continues to appeal to a young readership. Right.
0: Stuff like that. Okay, that's cool, man. That's cool. I'm actually on In terms your website of social now. Media, I I think, yeah. Yeah, go
1: if you go to website, sorry uh sorry to cut you off Twain. I was just going to say No, you're fine. Go ahead. In terms of social media as a as a small publisher, we're we're always, you know, active on those uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is kind of mainly what we use right now. But we're trying to keep an eye to right. new apps that open up and continue to connect with people there as well. So I think we do a good job with social media. There's, al- there's always room for improvement, but um we just want to be, you know, wherever there's an online conversation happening, and there's banner people mm-hmm. there. We want to be, we want to be there and to
0: try to facilitate those conversations. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's good. And and yes, your, your, your presence on social media is, uh, you know, at least, at least from my geo spot, <laughs> you know, I, I pick it up, I pick it up a lot, man. And, um, and, and like I said, just, just absolutely love it. Um, what I was going to say, um, about the eBooks. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I didn't know you guys had them, you know, um, mm-hmm. Cause uh, that's that's something that I think my my listeners would definitely value. That's that's the page I'm on right now. I'm about to get in trouble and, and buy some books real quick when we get out the line. But uh, <laughs> my wife, man, she be on me like always oh, buying a book, you know. And it's funny because yeah. I buy them, but I, I I know one day, like you said, timing, I'll be able to uh, to enjoy them, man. Um, you know, especially the classics. Uh, one thing that I I also notice. You know, uh, you talk about, you know, I guess kind of nudging people towards authors or whatever um, with the social media thing. One thing I noticed, like, you know, we all know the, you know, the Spurgeons and like I said, John, no But whenever somebody mentioned like a name that you don't hear often or like uh, Mission Aware do a good job of putting out like, you know, a shirt that has, you know, somebody that I might not have heard of, you know, stuff like that always is uh, a plus. And and it gets my attention. Like, okay, who is this guy? What has he written? You know, things like that. So that's my little, uh, I ain't gonna charge you for that, you know, whatever. So any kind of <laughs> way you can, uh, <laughs> you can market that, you know, just kind yeah. of put the question out there who this guy is and, and his work, man. Um, yeah. But definitely, definitely, uh, definitely love what you guys are doing, man. It It is a, it's a blessing uh, to know that there is a company um, that that actually values those uh those works and 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 books are they're they're priceless man like you can't put a value on a book um, uh, honestly because it's just it, it helps in so many different ways good books i'll say i have to say that for my listeners because yeah. you know i came mm-hmm. out of the charismatic world that's my back that's my background so you know best life now no i'm not talking about that so we're talking about yeah, right. good books you know <laughs> yeah. and a, and a good so book right here can, man go
1: ahead go ahead i was gonna say a good book can do something you know, really unique, and that sometimes a conversation can't accomplish. So
0: right you know, when right. you're
1: sitting in your room reading a good book by yourself, you're kind of confronted with the logic of the book, the the story mm-hmm. of the book, and it it can really, really go a long way. I mean, I've, I've gotten to meet many people at different conferences who've either been converted by our literature or they became reformed, and so they might say they were converted mm-hmm. again, kind of tongue-in-cheek, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm um right 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 yeah no books are books can have a powerful influence on people's lives and so that's why it's a a useful means of helping people discover God in the scriptures
0: yeah that's that's so true that is so so true uh you know I've I've experienced that you know um there have been a few books that are like I call them like pillars in my life like you know I read them in You know, when I put it down, like I was in going either a a brand new direction or I had a new encouragement or, you know, just uh, like I said, books can do that, man. That's that is that is so dope. So uh, real quick, man, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back after this commercial. In too many churches, there is this divorce between the pulpit and the choir loft. But music and preaching are not to be in competition with one another. Music in the church is to be an extension of the ministry of the world. Join us this January as we spend an entire weekend focused on the practical components of discipleship. It's a conference for the local church. Reserve your seat and book your hotel by visiting g3conference.com. All right, we're back, uh, and we're here with my man Pat Daly with uh, banner for, Banner of Truth. I don't know why I want to say Banner for Truth. Why do I want to say that? I keep it, it just—it almost comes out natural, man. <laughs> we're for truth as well. We're we are for truth. So yeah, it all fits. <laughs> That's good, man. But uh, man, uh, been a, a really good podcast. Uh, just talking about uh, the brand and the books and and all of that good stuff and a little bit about him and he got experience the south and it's just been a really really good show uh what i like to do on this side pat um uh first let me uh let me tell you at the bar we have what we call quote unquote signature questions um and these are two questions that i ask all my guests and it's kind of a I don't know, man. It's just something I came up with, and people seem to like it, so I stuck with it. So I really don't have any rhyme or reason. All right, that's all right. All right. So, uh, man, being that you are a reader, uh, I know you have to, you know, take a break from that. But my first question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh man, oh man, I'm gonna get in trouble. Um. Oh no, no, no! You're safe here. You're safe. (laughs)
1: No, no. Thank you, Larry. Um, It don't matter. Okay, no, 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 no. that's fine. Yeah, well, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so Christian music, to me, it, it does not have a big place in my life. I like it. My wife is mm-hmm. more familiar with it because she grew up as a Christian. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, for some reason, I've never made the connection or like really desired to listen to it. I love to sing right. hymns and psalms, like... I, I would think I'm probably the loudest singer in our church or one of them. So <laughs> I love Christian hymns and psalms, but in terms of like just in my, you know, in my earbuds, mm-hmm. it's rarely, it's like Christian right. music. Um, alternative rock, I guess, if I had to say one genre okay. and I get a lot of heat for this, but that's okay. I'm willing to die on this hill. But uh, Coldplay is my favorite band. And,
0: <laughs> and I
1: think I would be happily happy to defend their honor. Uh, in front of anyone,
0: you know, uh, at
1: any kind of debate <laughs> format, but I don't think we have to there right now. But yeah, I've always connected with the music um, for one reason or another. I also like um, like folk music.
0: Okay. So, All um, right. It must uh, be a Canadian Simon thing.
1: Garfunkle, um Joni Mitchell. I mean, I just love their stuff. So the nice. alternative rock folk is kind of. I guess that's where I would. I, I would make okay. make my tent, but I I can transcend those. Like I'm not, I just, I don't solely listen to those genres. I I think I'm fairly right. eclectic, but those would be where okay. I'm most, i most spend most of my time online.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool, man. Yeah, I had uh, uh, Tim Chalice on, and he said folk music as well. So I, that's why I said it must be. So a he's a Canadian. so Canadian I guess thing. I guess that's a Canadian yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Good stuff. All right, my next one. Uh, signature bar question. Uh, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to on the regular, if any? You know, um, I don't listen to much podcasts.
1: Um, and I guess I I don't. I mean, I use sermon audio once in a while when I'm on the road, and mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just look up a sermon. Someone I I know and trust. I listen to my old pastor back in South Carolina, Pete uh OPC minister there. So listen to him. Mm-hmm. But I don't. It's not a massive part of my life listening to sermons online. Um, I'm blessed to uh, get to go to a lot of conferences. So I go to about 12 to 15 conferences a year, and there's normally there's mm-hmm. pastors' conferences or or national like right. conferences, and there's preaching. And I've been blessed to get to sit under the preaching of many men who I think will continue to you know read and hear about long after they've right. they've lived. However, mm-hmm. I do find myself, more than ever, when I'm at those conferences, I just, I long to be back in my local church, just sitting under the ministry of the Word from my right, local right. pastor, um, mm-hmm. who is Matt Purdy, and then I also have an uh, assistant associate pastor who's preaches in the evenings, named Deckard Stevens, in our PCA mm-hmm. church here up in Carlisle, and more than anything, to be in worship with our church is what I'm the most excited to do and most benefit, right. so... Um, I, mm-hmm. I do listen to other people from time to time, but it doesn't play a big, a big part of my right. life listening to, to sermons and maybe there's right. room to grow there and I should be listening to someone more regularly, but I'm also not, I know a lot of pastors will listen to other people to try to get, you know, just to hear, cause they don't sit under as much preaching cause they're the ones preaching.
0: Right, then, right, right, oh, right. I right.
1: don't have that, but, and then okay. podcasts, I mean, I've listened to, um, A couple of them, but yeah, nothing, nothing quite regularly. And maybe that's because I've got four little kids. And so there's like, but I do listen to a lot of audio books. I don't know if that counts, but whatever.
0: Well, that works. That works. We'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you a point for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah. So, you know, when the kids are in bed next time, you know, tune into the bar, man, you know, if if anything, just to hear yourself. (laughs) Oh man, I hope not. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I know the feeling. People hate hearing themselves, but that's cool, man. That's legit. And that's, you know, here at the bar, man, we really uh, like what you said about, you know, local pastor. We we really push that and force that. You know, this podcast is like I think it's intentionally. I mean, it's laid back because of who I am, but it's yeah. really intentionally not meant to replace or, you know, it's more supplemental, yeah. informal, you know, uh, and and that's, that's kind of my goal and vision because we do value the local church and that's very important what you said, you know, so I appreciate you saying that. Um, did you go to G G3, I guess 2017? No, I've never been to G3. I've always wanted to make it to G3,
1: but, um, it's a busy, really busy time of year. Actually, I have my conference calendar in front of me as I'm talking and, Mm -hmm. um, I had some meetings the week right after that. And then I was at um, the Bethlehem conference and seminary up in Minneapolis the following week. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like the beginning of conference season. So at some point I got to, right. kind I have to make a call not to go to any more, but uh, there's gotcha. good people at G3. I know. And I'm, I'm really supportive of of their ministry there. So yeah, I've yeah. heard great good. things, but I've never been able to make it.
0: Gotcha. I mean, th- there was a banner of truth, banner of truth, section and i thought you might have been there yeah like no, i guess they might have just had there so yeah we yeah.
1: i i corresponded a bit with the
0: organizers but sometimes gotcha don't make okay it
1: yeah
0: I, I was just wondering that's the one that's close to me you know yeah. in atlanta Um. Uh, yeah. so yeah i was just didn't know if i might have passed you or something you know no. uh while i was down there so okay good deal man well i really appreciate you take your time out of your busy schedule coming on my show, man. It's definitely been a blessing to, uh, to have you on and, and, and hear, uh, hear your heart. And then also, you know, to find out more about the company. Um, so what I like to do in this space is give you an opportunity to, uh, address uh, my my listeners with any announcements or any words of encouragement or anything like that just keep in mind this show probably won't air until september so if there's any dates or anything like that you know september okay okay fine yeah man
1: um so (laughs) what do i want to tell them in september so people of september um Banner Truth. You can connect with us online. If you want to hear more about our books or find out more about what's coming up, because we do release, you know, about 15 to 20 books every year. If you want to hear about those or hear about promotions or specials, we we do. The best thing for you to do is get on our website, and at the bottom of our website, on like the footer of the page, you can subscribe to our email list, and you'll be the first one to hear about any new projects we're doing, any new books, or any promotions. Um, It's been our tradition for the last number of years that. Starting um, in November, we run a Christmas special that runs November through December. So that's generally the best time to take advantage of specials and promotions on our website. So if you're just hearing about Mm -hmm. us for the first time, and it sounds exciting to you, and you do want to read some Christian classics of old, or or people who write today kind of like the saints of old, then go on our website, join our email list, and kind of pay attention for November um, through December um if i were to recommend one book to you to pick up i've already mentioned john owen's mortification of sin from our our puritan paperback section or our series pardon mm-hmm. me that'd be a great place to start you know you're going to you're going to be convicted about your sin you're going to be encouraged <laughs> to mortify uh the flesh before it mortifies you and mm-hmm. it's all going to be christ centered spirit empowered um i mean the puritans they wrote a lot of convicting stuff, but in no way, shape, or form are they man-centered or think that you can like you can mortify the flesh all by yourself. It's a work of the spirit, um, mm-hmm. and Christ promised that He would send us the Helper to be with us. So it's 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 Christocentric to the to the T. So check out our website. Nice. Maybe check out a period in paperback. You can find a period in paperback section on the website, and that would be give you a really good flavor of what we do and what motivates
0: us as a ministry nice nice man that's awesome i'm gonna have to get that one too that john yeah, on for sure add it to yeah, my, you to my good, library you, you know special deal oh man now we're talking <laughs> good deal man well again i want to thank you man this uh yeah, no actually was, was really fun man i had a good. lot of fun talking to you uh uh and and to my listeners man make sure you go banner truth we'll, we'll have some links at in the show notes on the on our website so that you can click on it we'll even make sure that we have a link to take you right to that john owen reference so that you can get that uh right away and um and we we just appreciate you guys tuning in to the bar another tuesday in the wraps uh make sure you go to our website after you go to banner of truth website jump over to our website Check out some old shows, subscribe to the email list, uh, like, share, subscribe, man. That's that's the campaign. I want you guys to, uh, to get on this, quote unquote, bar movement where we are biblical and reformed. Salute to you, Pat. Appreciate you again, man. And we out of here, y'all. God bless. Thank you. See ya. up bar listeners is finally here the bar exclusive content Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many, many more. Make sure you sign up. The link's in the show notes. Join the VIP inside the bar group and we'll see you there.